I'm doing this series of teachings because I believe we're moving very quickly towards a season of great awakening in this country and probably around the world. Uh, it may seem like things are falling apart and everything is going in the wrong direction, but that is just making people hungrier and more eager and more prayerful, I believe. And so maybe it's just what is needed for us to move into uh, a, a time of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. Um, my question for today is, how do we know that this is going to happen in our area? Uh, in our town or city or country or, uh, or, or our state? Um, is it the kind of situation where we just have to believe, well, God is sovereign and he's going to do whatever he does? Or does he want to see something coming from us that will assure us and him that we're ready for this in our area? And the answer to that question, like all questions of, of this nature, um, I, I believe can be found in God's track record. That's why I'm writing about God's track record uh, in the two books, Glory Through Time, Volume 1 and Volume 2. Volume 1, by the way, is about to come out in September, and I'm excited about that. Uh, volume 2, I'm working on that right now and it'll be coming out in about a year. But uh, how do we know where revival is going to break out or is likely to break out? And the answer to that question is in previous seasons of Great Awakening. For example, the Great Awakening, which happened in this country, um, there was a great awakening in England and a great awakening in this country, more or less simultaneously. And uh, it happened in the 1730s and 40s. And what you see in our country was that the great awakening happened only in the northern colonies. It did not happen in the south at all. So what happened to make such a vast difference between the experience of God that was happening in the north and the experience or lack of it in the south. And, uh, and so the answer to that question is what was happening in Britain and in the old country uh, that prepared for this. So it's the roots of the different experience that southern versus northern people had that produced that difference. So we have to go back to the roots in Scotland and in England. So um, in Scotland, during the previous century and a half, um, God had chosen to pour out his spirit in a most wonderful way, in waves of revival. And uh, my friend Tom Lenny, in his book, Land of Many Revivals, Scotland's Extraordinary Legacy of Christian Revivals Over Four Centuries. And so this book pretty much tells it all, and it, sh it shares these waves of revival that came in Scotland. Well, Jesus was introducing himself, pouring out the Spirit in Scotland in those days, and it was really, um, 
a powerful way of spreading outward uh, through the first century and a half uh, after the, the Scottish Reformation with John Knox and uh, before him, uh, George Wishart. And there were, there were amazing evidences, including prophecy, a lot of prophecy was happening to show that this was not just Calvinist doctrines coming into Scotland. Um, this was not just Presbyterian form, forms of government uh, or anything like that. Those were results, but what was creating all this was um, revivals, true revivals, the outpouring of the Spirit of God in Scotland with the presence of God becoming very real, Jesus becoming king. In, in, very, in a very real way, the king of Scotland. Um, all right, so the people in the north are learning how to pray for these successive seasons of revival, but um, not so in the south. Uh, so what happened was that King James VI of Scotland decided he didn't particularly appreciate all of these things that were happening in his country. And uh, he particularly objected to the way that the pastors of the Kirk of Scotland would um, criticize him sometimes uh, based on the word of God as the spirit of God was moving and breathing upon the word and they, um, they felt that uh, King James was being disobedient and uh, not faithful to uh, fulfill his calling under the kingship and the lordship of Christ. So they felt it was their duty to um, tell him about those things and confront him sometimes, and he didn't like it. So when he became also the king of England, being James I of England, James VI of Scotland, kind of confusing, isn't it? But uh, the same guy became king of England, Scotland, and Ireland, uh, which he started to call Great Britain. And during this time, he was a rabid uh, uh, proponent of a doctrine called the divine right of kings. And basically what this meant was nobody can... Um, criticize the king because the king represents God and God is over everything. And so uh, that means God has put the king over the church. And so pretty soon you have a whole culture because the church kind of knuckled under to this. The Church of England knuckled under to the divine right of kings and let the king dictate whatever he wanted into the church regardless. So the opposite happened in Scotland, and this is going to lead to two very different conclusions. So through Charles I, uh, which is James's son, and Charles II, James's grandson, and these are the Stuart kings of England, they're going to develop a whole idea of church that is very different from what's happening in the north. So basically, they're going to dictate to you the liturgies you can use, the prayers you can use, and they're going to monitor you to make sure that you obey the king. And if you don't obey the king, then you're guilty of treason, 
and they will do bad things to you. That's the way it got to be. As the 17th century progresses, okay, these are the, the this is the century where America is being colonized. And so all of these things apply to America. I hope you're getting this. Um, so Charles II creates a climate of absolute uh, tyranny over the church. And this, uh, he, he gains the complete agreement of parliament. They pass the, um, the Act of Uniformity leading to the Clarendon Code. It's, it's all a part of English history. And, and what that meant was you had to do what Charles said through the Archbishop of Canterbury, and they would monitor you to make sure all of this was happening according to code. And if you didn't do it, then um, Charles would send his dragoons after you, and that created two very tragic episodes of English history, of Scottish history. The first was Scottish history, and that was the killing times, when the uh, Scottish Kirk, the Church of Scotland, um, actually developed a covenant and became known as covenanters because they believed in following Jesus as the Holy Spirit breathes upon the word of God, and that became their conviction. Whereas the English church believed equally strongly, no, God has simply provided the king of England. We do everything he says. Totally different way of doing it. And unfortunately, the English had the upper hand with the sword. And um, so they enforced their ways, and a lot of people died in Scotland. Well, and in England, the same thing, only a little less uh, forceful, and it was called The Great Ejection. Here's a book by Edmund Callamy, uh, The Nonconformist Memorial. It lists all of the people, 2,000 people, who were, had served faithfully in churches throughout England, suddenly out of a job uh, if they weren't following King Charles's um, instructions. And so um, all, all of those people, all at once, um, they couldn't preach anymore in any, any official capacity. So... Um, all of those people came over to America. Do you see what I'm saying here? And the, the, there were the persecuted ones, and there were the persecutors, and both groups came to America. The persecuted ones were the ones who had gotten used to praying for new seasons of revival. They knew how to pray for this. They wanted the king to establish his presence Again, in this country, but the ones in the South were the persecutors. They were the ones who believed, oh, a Christian just follows the king of England. Long live the king. And that's the main duty of every Christian person who's a real Christian. As to those people up north, they're just weirdos. They're nonconformists. They're... Uh, 
un uncivilized, they are barbaric, they are uneducated. You, you could call them all kinds of names. And the people in the South just did not believe in the Holy Spirit at all. Um, so they're not asking for a great awakening. They're not asking for revival. They don't want the presence of the king because they've got the presence of their king, the king of England. You get the difference. It's a very different idea of what Christianity is. And what we learn from that, and, and by the way, just to, just to underscore my point here, I live in Virginia, named for the Virgin Queen, Elizabeth. South of me, North Carolina, South Carolina, named for King Charles, whose name is Carolinus in Latin. And then, of course, Charleston, South Carolina, named for Charles II. I live in a county, Charles City County, named for Charles I. And next door to that is uh, James City County, these are the two oldest counties in the country. So these are all counties named after the kings. If you go north from here, you will not find in north of Maryland any county or, or any state named for a king. They're all named after uh, uh, spiritual leaders or uh, place names in England or whatever, New York, New Jersey, like that. And so you wouldn't name a, a county or a state after your king if, you're, if that king killed your parents uh, or your aunt and uncle. You get the point here. Uh, it, it's a totally different set of Christian people who have come to this country at the beginning. And so that's why I believe those who were asking for a revival got it, and those who weren't asking for revival didn't get it. And it's oftentimes just as simple as that. I would like you to be encouraged to ask for the presence of God in your neighborhood, in your county, in your city. I want you to be assured that as you ask, God will hear your prayer, and he will answer your prayer. But if nobody prays for your area for this, you can be equally assured it ain't going to happen. So let's be in prayer more and more as we go through into this next year.